everyone. Hi, uh, I am Stella. I'm a health and fitness coach and uh, I'm a podcaster and I'm a host of this Inspire show. I always have guests who uh, can motivate you uh, and uh, speaking about mindset and health and uh, they are always amazing women. And uh, today I have here another amazing women, woman, uh, Rebecca Whitman. Uh, thank you for coming and uh, welcome to my show. Thank you, Stella. It's an honor to be here. Can you, uh, I look at your uh, Instagram, you are really uh, very, very uh, famous for me. <laughs> thank you. Uh, you have, uh, I saw you have uh, three bestseller books and um, you are a mentor for women and a podcaster too. Yes. Can you tell me something about yourself? Yeah, so um, I am originally from Ohio and I never wanted to be a abundance mentor for women. I thought I was moving to LA to be an actress and I had small parts on big shows like Friends, CSI, and 24. And I found myself working in the children's acting school business, which I really loved. And I had a lot of uh, free time to study with great spiritual teachers, people like Michael Beckwith, Abraham Hicks, Wayne Dyer, Louise Hay. And I really studied the law of attraction. And I started making six figures working part time. The one area of my life where it didn't work was it, I didn't apply it was my love life. And I had a series of really heartbreaking relationships. And when I was 39, I married someone that I had no business marrying. And it was a very toxic relationship. So three years after getting married, I filed for divorce. And as my divorce was happening, my dad was dying. And in one of the last conversations I had with my dad, he said, Rebecca, I want you to write something. I don't care if it's a book, an essay, a magazine article, or a blog. So I ended up writing a book. It's called How to Make a Six-Figure Income Working Part-Time. And in the book, I realized that there are seven key areas. And when you have all seven key areas in alignment, you can bounce back from a divorce. So the year that I got divorced was actually the best year of my life financially. Now I'm married to my soulmate and I'm in the best health of my life. So I teach women especially, but all people can benefit by learning these seven key areas, my seven pillars of abundance so that they can go from overwhelmed, burned out, stressed out to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. That's nice. <laughs> what, what are these seven pillars of abundance? Yes, the seven pillars are spirituality, uh, emotions, or actually spirituality, then health and fitness, then emotions, then romance, then mental, then social, then financial. Yes, uh, I, I'm a health and fitness coach, so I think uh, health and fitness is very important. Very important. And how to... We have to be healthy and and look good, I think, because it's adding to our self-esteem, I think. What do you Absolutely. think about that? 
I, for me, the pillars are in order of importance. So spirituality is first because when I'm connected to the divine, whatever that is for you, for me, it's God, but it could be, you know, God, Buddha, Jesus, Allah, doesn't matter. Uh, the universe, nature, when I am connected to the divine, I have more energy to be my best self and to be of service to other people. Then the very second most important area is health and fitness. Because when you have your health, you have everything available. And when you don't have your health, your only priority is your health. So health and fitness is a lifestyle choice. And it's so important to me. I actually own a health and wellness company that helps people look younger and leaner and balance their hormones. So I love the health and wellness industry. Um, so yeah, those are the top two most important pillars for me. Yes. <laughs> and the, I always starting with mindset, mindset shift that, that, and I see it's the first thing on your program too, because everything is starting with mindset. Um, uh, yeah. can you, can you tell me, um, how women can break their limiting beliefs about themselves, about their looks, how they look, how they can look in their, let's say, over 40 or 50, or what are they capable of? They are think usually they they are not capable of, of many things, but I think it's just mindset shift. Yeah, well, I think limiting beliefs are usually installed in kids age zero to eight. You know, when we're babies, we don't have limiting beliefs. We're innocent and we get limiting beliefs from events and how we interpret the events. So a very common, uh, common limiting belief for women is I'm not good enough. And a very common limiting belief for men is I am inadequate. So the first step is to realize that you do have a limiting belief. So for me, it's I'm not good enough. And knowing that I have that, when I am aware, okay, I am talking to myself that and I'm saying I'm not good enough. So how can I replace that with something positive? So I literally visualize like a pause button. So that's the first step, awareness. The second step is acceptance. Okay, I have a limiting belief. It's I'm not good enough. And then the third step is action. And my action is usually an affirmation. I take a deep breath. I say, I am enough. I have enough. I am willing to set myself free. And that helps me with that limiting belief. And then also looking at everything, I have a special journal that I'm going to give your listeners as a gift. It's my abundance journal. And in the journal, I look at how I'm doing every day and I celebrate what am I doing well? How am I progressing? And when you do that day in and day out, you celebrate you know, what you're learning, how you're progressing on your health and wellness journey, how you're progressing on your financial goals, then you start to believe that you are good enough. Yes, I'm doing also affirmations because nobody's perfect, yeah? <laughs> and and I need it. I need it also, yeah. Uh, striving for perfection is um, not a winning game. I used to 
play that game on myself. And no matter what I did, I was never perfect. So I never felt like I was winning in life. So now I strive for imperfection and it's okay to do it messy. It's okay to be playful and I have more fun with life. And that helps with my recovering perfectionism. So uh, you you said you you find your uh, soulmate lately, uh, and uh, how did you with law of attraction? I th you think, or or just with affirmation, or you also have some pillars for that. Yeah, so pillar uh, number four in my seven pillars is romance. And I have some affirmations that I use that are really powerful. And I also had some help. My dad uh, died uh, in 2016 and I would pray to him and I would be like, dad, I don't know if you're listening, but if there's anything you can do from the other side to help me meet my soulmate, I would welcome your help. And sure enough, on my dad's birthday, June 16th, 2018, is when I met my soulmate, Ben. And I don't think it's a coincidence that it was on my dad's birthday. So mm. these are the affirmations that I feel will help you pull in your soulmate. One, uh, the first one, I am magically, passionately in love with my soulmate. I have a healthy, loving, committed relationship. And I am able to be a loving presence in the world. Now, why would that be something that would pull in your soulmate? I am able, and these are from my book, How to Make a Six-Figure Income Working Part-Time. Why would I am a loving presence in the world pull in your soulmate? Because you want to embody what it is you want to attract. So if you want to attract love, then you want to be a loving presence. If you want to attract health and wellness, and vitality, then you get to be healthy and vital. You want to attract more money, then you get to switch from a scarcity mentality to an abundance mentality. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yes. Uh, so, what? Uh, which was your first book? You have three. Yes, yeah? I have. First was that, and the second one. The second one was. Blue Talks Volume 4. Blue Talk stands for Business Life Universe. It's kind of like a chicken soup for the soul, but for spiritual entrepreneurs. And that was an international bestseller on Amazon. So Blue Talks Volume 4. And the third book is called Phenomenal Feminine Entrepreneurs. And that is a book uh, about you know, many women that are doing well as entrepreneurs and they all give advice on what they did on their entrepreneurial journey. So, and you are also a coach. You're working with women. Yes, I coach women. I work with women one-on-one. -on -one. I do group coaching and I lead international retreats and I help women in a few different ways. Um, one of them we just talked about, I help them manifest their soulmate in midlife. Another way I help them is creating a six-figure side hustle. And then I also have elegant warrior training, 
which is how to achieve work-life balance and have these seven key areas of life in alignment so you can manifest anything you want. And so you have so many women, I probably. I work with a lot of women and there's uh, a lot of women out there that want to be coached by me that cannot afford my program. So now I'm doing a free call every Tuesday, a free women's circle Tuesday at 12 Pacific, three Eastern, where women can come in and get coached by me and get accountability support community. So it's, it's all of this will be on my link tree that Stella will share. And if you're watching on Instagram, all of this is in my uh, link in bio. And uh, you said uh, your father inspired you to write the first book, your father. It was one of his uh, dying wishes for me to write something. So he is, uh, he was one of the, you know, biggest loves of my life and I miss him every day. And I think when you lose someone like a parent or a best friend or a spouse, you never, ever forget him. But I feel like at least I'm honoring his memory by going on this journey. And it was all started by the book that I wrote on his uh, bequest. So, yes. What inspired you to write the second and the third book? And yeah, so, so the second, second book is Blue Talk Business Life Universe. So it's a it's a program that I did where you get to speak on a stage at a major university. And it's kind of like a TED Talk, but it's for spiritual entrepreneurs. So I spoke on stage at Columbia University as part of my Blue Talk experience, and then having a chapter in the book was part of that as well. And it's it's a great uh, opportunity. And now recently, I spoke again with them at University of Los Angeles, UCLA. So, uh, you know, great program. Let me know if you're interested in learning more about it. You can, too, be a Blue Talk speaker. Um, and then uh, the third book came about uh, because... I was recommended to someone who was putting together a whole book based on a, a summit of women, like a virtual summit. And all the and the summit was called Phenomenal Feminine Entrepreneurs. And then uh, they also created a book based on that summit. So that was also a collaboration. Amazing. Yeah, thank and do you. Do you like really to wrote the, those books? You write the process? Um, I, I like the process and I don't, I'm someone who likes to be like always busy and always in activity. So the hardest part of writing for me is just settling down and being present and, you know, doing the actual writing. Uh, so once I'm seated in front of the computer and I've created the time and space, the writing comes very easy for me. I was an English lit major at Princeton University and I wrote a lot of papers. So it's not the actual writing <laughs> that is challenging. It's the scheduling of it. Uh, and um, you I, you probably have some habits, uh, ha healthy habits, or do you have some um, every, every day you're doing the same 
habits in the morning or, yeah. or during the day when are you exercising or something? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a really amazing morning ritual and I wake up right away. I listen to something positive like Abraham Hicks. Then I drink my lemon water. Then I take my liquid collagen, which is also in the link in bio. I'm totally obsessed with it. It helps me age backwards. Then I, what do I do after that? Oh, sometimes I do um, like greens and electrolytes and like a 32 ounce thing of water. Um, or I will do like a protein shake. I try to do something like really healthy, uh, either protein shake or phyto greens. And then I have some tea if I have time. Um, otherwise I just go to the gym right after that. Oh yeah. Then I do the most important thing is my spiritual practice. I almost forgot. So I'm drinking all this liquid. I'm writing in my abundance journal, which is in the link in my bio, the link tree writing in my abundance journal, which has absolutely changed my negative thinking to positive. It helps me reframe everything I'm writing. I read from a couple different spiritual books and then I, I pray and meditate. I go to the gym. I like doing uh weight training three days a week. Mm -hmm. I do yoga. I try to do it once or twice a week. And then on the other days I'm walking. So I don't do like crazy workouts anymore because I'm, you know, 52. So I can't like beat myself. Yeah. I can't beat my body. Like <laughs> It's the liquid collagen. I can't like really push myself to the ground like I used to, where I can like barely walk to the car. Um, so I do like a combination of weights, yoga, and walking, and and it's working really well for me. You know, I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm I'm the same size now as I was in high school, and I'm you know I love my fitness lifestyle. I love the supplements that I take. And I'm drinking, you know, almost a gallon of water every day and just eating very clean. I have a Mediterranean diet, which is a low inflammation diet, no wheat, no gluten, no dairy, very little sugar. And I'm eating uh, fish and a lot of vegetables and healthy fats and just a little bit of fruit. And, you know, it's, it's working for me. So my health wasn't always so good. I actually had an emergency where I almost died during COVID. I, um, I was doing the keto thing for too many years and I was like eating a high fat, high protein diet. And it actually, it blew up my gallbladder and my gallbladder got infected and got gallstones. And I had an emergency where I had to Huh? Because of keto diet. Well, too much fat. Yeah. The, the gallbladder processes fat and it was too much. I did too much fat and mm -hmm. it, it turned into stones, gallstones. And uh, my gallbladder got infected and I almost died because I went to the hospital and they said, oh, it's nothing. It's just food poisoning. And then the doctor's like, oh, hey, wait, I just want to do one more CAT scan Thank God he did the CAT scan. They realized, oh my God, your, your gallbladder is about to explode and you need emergency surgery. So I had emergency surgery like a half an hour later and that saved my life. 
And so now I don't do like fat in my coffee and do like high fat anymore because I don't have a gallbladder to process the fat. So I would say in my own experience, keto is not a long-term solution because our body cannot, not at least my body cannot process fat for like, I was doing keto just for too long. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because I'm doing something like at a but not exactly because I'm eating more protein because I think for our muscles we need need more protein and I'm eating vegetables and proteins and with, with some healthy uh, fats but not too much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it sounds like you're doing it in a balanced way. I was just doing like too much too much fat. Mm -hmm. I think. Everyone has to find what is good for for them, and uh, also in 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 exercising, I find my I doing seventeen minutes workouts. It's, it's my designed by me, and it's a little uh, body weight training and little yoga, little stretching, and everything. But it's for every muscles in seventy minutes. So I always recommend this to my clients to do it so but we are almost the same age I'm 54 you're 52 and you're almost doing everything and eating like me yeah well you look great too thank you um and if you you could go back in time uh and you could say some advice to your younger yourself, what would you say to yourself? I would say to have more fun. Don't take anything too seriously because life goes by fast. Don't hang around with people who are not kind and loving because they're not worth it. I would tell her to um, travel more, have more experience, live more life, and just go for it. The worst thing that can happen is that you fail. And to me, there is no failure. I either win or I learn. So I would just tell her to be bold, go for it, and stay away from mean people. Go where the love is. Yeah. And don't use negative self-talk. Yeah. Yes, to get get away from negative self-talk. Definitely a lot sooner than I did because I I did use negative self-talk to achieve certain things. You know, I was a a nationally ranked tennis player. I got into an Ivy League school. It worked to a certain point, but then it ended up, you know, really hurting the quality of my life and and it wasn't worth it. You know, to me success is how much joy you have. It's not how much stuff you have. So the negative self-talk does not increase your amount of joy. So it's not worth it. What, uh, then what can you uh, advise for women who have self, uh, negative self-talk to how to change it? How to really, because we have, how I know about 60,000 uh, um, think in a day and it's yeah. too many and can how can we uh, minimize the the, the negative self-talk 
I would say to take certain words out of your vocabulary. Would have, could have, and should have are all words that we use to beat ourselves up. So I would say to take those out of your vocabulary. I would say take the word always and never out of your vocabulary because they don't leave room for growth or self-defeating like, oh, I'm always late or I always pick the wrong guy or I never have any good luck or I can never pay my bills on time. You know, those are always and never take those out of your your vocabulary. And then mind your talk. I know your listeners are into health and fitness. So they're, you know, counting their macros and they're counting their workout minutes and they're counting their reps and they're doing everything so carefully, but yet the words that come out of their mouth are negative. So I would say to be very precise with your words that come out of your mouth, as much as you are with your counting your reps and counting what you, the calories, because the words that come out of your mouth are going to go out into the boundaries of the universe and reverberate and come back to you. And once you learn how to control your mouth, then it's going to eventually spill into your negative self-talk. Thank you. Yeah. And um, do you uh, have something to... Do you have a message for my listeners? Yeah, the, the final message is to find the joy in your day. Don't worry about the past. It's gone. Thinking about the past will lead to sadness and depression. Don't worry about the future because that's going to lead to worry and anxiety. Just stay in the day. How can you do your day? How can you find the most joy today? How can you do your self-care and your workout and eat healthy and drink enough water today? So I would say stay out of the past and the future and just do your day. Thank you. Thank you. It was a great talk. Thank um, you. And thank you for your time. Uh, and uh, I hope everyone enjoy. We enjoy this uh, podcast and inspire uh, others <laughs> thank you thank you stella bye bye, -bye.